0: i think travel nursing is going to grow it's going to continue we do see our full-time nurses and staff want to take a step back we i think if we want to call it COVID clarity we're seeing more nurses want flexible schedules part-time schedules and i think there's always going to be a place for talented travel nurses to join us to help support us and um, you know we look forward to the innovations that we know are going to be necessary to help us adapt to this shift in what our workers need and want
1: welcome to an a m healthcare industry group human capital and workforce management podcast series nurses were an integral part of the fight against the pandemic travel nursing became essential in some organizations as the pandemic pressures ease, we sat down with healthcare leaders to hear their perspectives on the future of travel nurses. Hello, and welcome to the Alvarez and Marcel Healthcare Industry Group Human Capital and Workforce Management Podcast. In this podcast series, we discuss the most pressing workforce issues facing healthcare leaders. I'm Bianca Briola, leader of the Healthcare Human Capital and Workforce Management Practice, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Christiane Murray, one of our workforce experts. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Today we have a wonderful guest. We're joined by Laura Canfield, Vice President of Patient Care Services and the Chief Nursing Officer of Cottage Health in California. Laura, we're so lucky to have you as a guest. I personally want to hear your perspective on the future of travel nursing, obviously the topic of this show. Welcome to the
0: show. Thank you so much, Bianca. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Laura, um, thanks again for joining us today. I'm excited to um, hear your thoughts about the healthcare industry. Um, With that said, um, could you
0: tell us a little bit more
1: about your role at uh, Cottage Health?
0: Yes, thanks, Christy. Cottage Health is a unique not-for-profit hospital system on the Central Coast of California. We have several entities, including Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital, Cottage Children's Medical Center, Cottage Rehabilitation Hospital, Santa Ynez Valley Cottage Hospital, and Goleta Valley Cottage Hospital. We also have 13 urgent care centers, and for over 125 years, cottage has been in this community providing advanced medical care and we are nationally recognized with many of our services we're a level one trauma center we are accredited by the joint commission as a comprehensive stroke center and maintain several other specialty certifications we have more than 600 members of our medical staff that includes specialists in all major clinical areas many of whom participate in the training and education of our residents. We have four residencies that are accredited through the Graduate Medical Education Residency Program, and it is an incredible place to be a nurse. We are a magnet inspired organization that strives to achieve and sustain outcomes for nursing that reflects our exemplary care. And as the vice president of patient care services and chief nursing officer, my role is I am accountable for regulatory requirements and I oversee nursing practice within our system. I also oversee palliative care, education, respiratory care, and the trauma departments.
1: Wow, that's extensive. Um, <laughs> given, given the past few years, um, for someone your role, in your role, um, especially during the pandemic, Um, What has the, what
0: did COVID do for you? What was the, how did the pandemic basically affect your day to day? Yeah, thanks for asking, Christy. Yeah, it has been a a true challenge. And as it has for everyone in in healthcare across this nation and in fact the world, um, we've really been focused over the last two and a half years on our community and acute care pandemic response a hundred percent and it's only now with an ease in the pandemic that that we're really able to prioritize look forward plan for the future bring back our initiatives our programs you know to make nursing better to to make care better at cottage health i'll say i also am a new cno i was promoted february 1st of 2021 and at that time we had more than 100 inpatients positive with COVID and five dedicated COVID cohort units. And it was a true challenge to assume the lead and, you know, move forward. But we have an incredible team. There's a lot of support here. And we really worked together. We were clearly um, able to, you know, do a great job responding to the pandemic.
1: You know, Laura, I didn't realize how big Cottage Health is, and your scope is very large. <laughs> uh, you obviously keep very busy. You know, I'm I'm curious, given the size of Cottage Health, before the pandemic, did you use travel nurses, or did you kind of have everything covered with your existing staff?
0: Actually, we did. We've almost always used travel nursing. And you know our biggest hospital, Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital, is a 519 bed licensed facility. And in this, and that's where my office is, Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital in particular has always used travelers and they've been great partners for us. Um, we've surged up and down with travelers pre-pandemic in the winter, for our flu season, is an example. Also, in pediatrics, we we've used travelers in our nursing float pool, and in a few specialty areas where it's particularly hard to recruit. Now, the central coast of California is a very expensive place to live, and it's we're a small community. Although our offerings and our our hospital system are more. Like academic medical centers and the services we provide, um, it has always been a challenge to recruit and, in really retain talent in this community. That's not unique to Cottage Health. We that's a known challenge in northern, central, and southern California, where things are truly just so expensive. Yeah,
1: that that's interesting. So. Unlike many hospitals, it sounds like you've woven the use of contingent workers into your staffing strategy, right? its It seems like that's you it ebbs and flows. You manage peaks. Now, during the pandemic, did things change?
0: They did. You know, initially, if you and it's so interesting to think back to March of twenty twenty, you know if we want to talk about that being the first wave of the pandemic we we didn't initially see a significant change in our contingent workforce use because at that time we drastically reduced our elective surgeries that were offered we only did urgent and emergent surgical cases so we had a lot of workforce that otherwise may have worked in a specialty area that workforce was able to help us in our higher volume areas like our emergency departments, in our inpatient areas. So we we initially didn't increase our utilization of travelers, but that of course did change as the pandemic continued and we increased the number of travelers we used in, in really most clinical areas. In our hospital here at Santa Barbara, which was in our system, the location that cared for inpatients with COVID. But all three of our emergency departments utilize travelers to some extent in their EDs, caring for outpatients, giving monoclonal antibodies. We also use travelers for screeners. And, um, you know, those are unlicensed travelers, but they were really important to us as as California Department of Public Health and our local public health um, officers were, as the you know the pandemic evolved, we were adapting to the changes in guidance from the CDC, from our state. And a lot of that included having um, you know, screening individuals, including staff, as they entered our facilities. And we use contingent workers for that. And then finally, in early twenty twenty two during the omicron surge, we uh, that was really the first time we saw significant call outs for illness of our own staff, either because they themselves were positive for COVID or they had family members that were positive for COVID. And we did increase the number of travelers that we utilized um, because of the demand.
1: Given what you said before, it seems like um, the integration of contingent workforce and travel nurses thats just a part of your DNA. But would you say that there are certain specialties um, that are in greater demand right now or certain shifts that are in greater demand right now where you absolutely have to use contingent
0: workforce? Yeah, thanks, Christy. It's true. I think, you know, we're having a very small surge and we're grateful right now not to see large inpatient numbers, but, you know, we're seeing more of the community come to our emergency department for treatment. We are seeing a little bit more, of of a high volume of sick calls amongst our staff and you know for some of the reasons I discussed previously like our cost of living and you know interestingly as well the rental market in our community is saturated there was a time it's not quite so impacted now that there was only one percent rental availability in this community so you know when we're looking to even for travelers to find housing, you know, a, a true challenge, but we are grateful for our travel partners. We have longstanding relationships with our travel agencies, and they really are going to be a part of the work that we do, I think, for many years to come. And we're seeing this not just in nursing, surgical techs, respiratory care practitioners, lots of specialties, lots of healthcare workers. You know, we're utilizing all of those roles. Um, emergency department techs, it's, there's a true need for, for all, to fortify all types of healthcare workers. Got it. Thank you.
1: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the future, Laura. Um, there are rumors, there's talk that there could be some more regulation related to travel nursing and managing costs. And you being in California, that would be a state where we may see that type of legislation because there's a, there's more regulation in your state. Do you think that there's there's any chance of this legislation to come to fruition?
0: You know, I think it's a great cu- question. And I, I also believe it's a sensitive to- topic, and I'd like to speak thoughtfully and carefully about it i mentioned that we we benefit from long-standing collaborations with our travel agency partners and we are truly grateful the, the the travelers that work at cottage health are like our family um and you know we would not have been able to respond to the pandemic in the way that we did w- without this partnership but there is a senate bill that was introduced earlier this winter um that aims to provide some transparency in in the bills that healthcare staffing agencies present to hospitals to ensure hospitals know exactly what they're paying for. This bill also would intend to prohibit sharp price increases during states of emergencies that aren't supported by market demand. And, you know, I, I do think this is positive for the future because we know during the pandemic you know we some healthcare agencies dramatically increased their prices in some cases by you know up to 400% and but you know most agencies that increase has been entirely due to increased demand because of the pandemic coupled with a limited supply of healthcare workers and you know everyone's benefited from that arrangement including the nurse the, the travel nurse but you know there've been reports of some bad actors of some agencies not passing that increased rate down to their travelers. And I think that's what this legislation attempts to address.
1: Yeah. I'm very curious to see where where it's gonna go and if we're gonna see more action at the state level or if it will be a federal um, movement, but more to come there. And we're asking that question of all of our guests just to see, you know, what, what do they think? Uh, you mentioned, that you're very much dependent and thankful for the support that you receive from contingent workers from nursing travelers either you know even before the pandemic but now especially we sometimes hear that although hospitals are very thankful for getting that support that sometimes the incumbent nursing staff the full-time staff they're not so happy what are you hearing from your nursing staff about The use of travelers the presence of travelers within cottage health
0: yeah i think you know i do think we are our culture is unique we are fortunate as i mentioned to have these great partnerships and the nursing staff here knows that without our travel partners you know we would really be able to we it we would be quite challenged to you know to do the work and provide the kind of care that we we want to provide um you know just interestingly as well we have a lot of travelers sign on to cottage hospital system because this is a if you know imagine young nurses recently out of school they're traveling with friends this is an incredible place to live this is a great community there's so much to do outside inside and you know a lot of our staff started as travelers so I think there is a different tone and culture here that really treats these travelers like family. We have, um, I was rounding recently during our um, Nurses Week celebrations in early May. And I had the chance to talk to several travelers and, you know, asking, what do you think about sign on and many of them want to but, um, you know, again, that cost of living, where can they live? Those are barriers. Um, You know, we're really focused on retention as as well. So it's not just our nurses are aware travelers make a high rate of pay, um, but we are doing a lot to to retain the staff that we have to listen. We have a shared governance culture and, and we you know offer competitive wages. Um, our compensation package is designed to ensure that we're competitive with the market. We follow the California Fair Pay Act and you know base pay is determined using years of exper- experience in whatever the profession is and every year we do a comprehensive analysis of all of our positions to ensure our wages are market competitive um, and you know nursing salaries in california are higher than the national average that reflects the cost of living in the high demand i'll say that um well i'm not speaking for every nurse that is the predominant sentiment and, you know, we, we have travelers that are snowbirds that work, that take a contract with us in our nursing float pool every winter, go back to Canada for the summer, come back again in the winter. And, you know, these people, we are so glad to see them. And um, they're really a part of our our team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly the option to travel allows both the organization and the individual nurses a lot of flexibility Um, When we think about your incumbent staff, so your full-time and part-time staff that are either benefited or have been there for a long time, it sounds like you've made some changes to compensation, maybe some bonusing. Are there any other things that you've done to engage or incent your staff? And not necessarily financial, but, you know, obviously retention is really important. What are some of the things that you're doing?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, we... I mentioned our shared governance culture, and you know almost all of our units have a local shared governance council where, you know, their ideas and voices for improvements, for quality, for, you know, for fun are um, are brought forward. We have several partnerships with local academic institutions to help support further education and specialty certification. We have robust academic scholarship programs and loan programs and certification reimbursement um, to to help nursing really work to the top of their license. And those have been very attractive. We have a really high percentage of graduate degree prepared nurses at Cottage Health System and lots of people actually going back to their doc, for their doctorate degrees. we have a nurse practitioner fellowship. I mentioned our urgent cares. Those are nursing led nurse um, leader led and advanced practice nurse led. We, we've even had to use some travel travel workers in our urgent cares because of the demand. but recognition too, we are working hard to say thank you. We have just partnered with the Daisy Foundation, which recognizes nurses for compassionate care and just taking the time to listen and say thank you um, whenever we can. Um, and it's, it's, I think our teams appreciate it, but certainly it's a competitive market. And, um, you know, we know that the nurses and the staff that stay with us have local ties to our community and want to raise their families here. Things like childcare, expanding childcare, expanding commuter benefits. A lot of our nurses and other team members don't live in Santa Barbara proper, but they might live 30 miles away in Ventura County and or, or in our North County. So really augmenting and supporting our commuter benefits is something that we've recently uh, focused on to, to help.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that we have learned during this very unstable time where we, we see a lot of movement of workers across different industries, across state lines, it's in general, right? That we call it the big quit or great resignation, reshuffling, whatever we, we say. What we're learning is it's it's not just about money. It's a lot about money, but it's if there are other components of the total rewards program, for example, child care and then loan forgiveness, they're hot right now, that are really making a difference in, in the lives of our workers. So I got to ask it last question get out your crystal ball, dust it off. What does the future of travel nursing look like? What are your predictions?
0: Gosh, it's tough. And um, if only we had had these crystal balls back in 2020. I think travel nursing is going to grow. It's going to continue. And we, systems, people, other leaders, other CNOs, CHROs, other folks that really partner with these companies, need to develop strong partnerships and, you know, be nimble and adapt. You know, we do see our full-time nurses and staff want to take a step back. We I think if we want to call it COVID clarity, we're seeing more nurses want flexible schedules, part-time schedules. And I think there's always going to be a place for talented travel nurses to join us to help support us. And, um, you know, as I hope I've made clear, we are truly fortunate to have longstanding relationships and to be able to support this. But, you know, um, I think we will continue to see travel nursing. And, um, you know, we look forward to the innovations that we know are going to be necessary to help us adapt to this shift in what our workers need and want.
1: Laura, you're such a wonderful guest. I love your perspective and and I can appreciate this mutual respect and and appreciation for the support that the traveler um, nursing field provided Cottage Health that continues to support you and your organization. And and that's so important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, We've learned a lot. And can't wait to hear about what our other guests are saying. And and we're finding that depending on geography and position, we hear some different variations of what they think about the future of travel nursing. But thank you again, Laura.
0: It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for including me.